This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Hi, friends. Welcome to our podcast, Happily Together. We're your hosts. I'm Kara. And I'm Caleb. And can we just say that we are so glad you are here. Oh, it's a good day to be alive. I count my blessings and keep them all in my side. There ain't no stopping us. Welcome back, my love. <clears throat> Thanks, honey. It's been a long, 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 long time. <laughs> Four days. No, I'm talking about podcasting. Oh. <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast. You got here last night. We did our welcome home. <laughs> I thought you were talking about me being gone. It uh, was forever, though. Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to the podcast where I feel like we have... I'm actually, I'm not even going to say anything. You're not? In terms of, like, this is what you can expect. No. No. No, we don't want to do that. Not. I think we have been, you know, finding some sort of balance again in mm. life since Sophie has come along, which I don't know if that's true. I think balance is more or less learning how to be comfortable with the unbalance or the mm. imbalance. Mm. <laughs> that's a wisdom nugget. Right. And I think that's where we're at, but we've been wanting to come back to the podcast for a while now because I think we both have a desire to do more talking. <laughs> Talking, but more work together yeah. in the future, yeah. like events or workshops or retreats. Mm -hmm. um, and also, I think it would be amazing to one day share a stage with you. Like we almost did. Ah. Remember when Kathy Heller asked us to be part of her event in L.A., but I think it got canceled. Yeah, it was like a COVID cancel, wasn't it? Yeah, that's what it was. But I feel I like I forgot that, about that. I, I mean, we probably should do that. I feel like that is... Um, Kind of a prophecy for our lives. Mm, speaking together? Speaking together. You know what? I have no desire to be up on a stage by myself, but I love the idea of sharing a stage with you. That would be kind of fun. It, I think it's we amazing. We could banter. We could play. We could tell some jokes, and, but some this dad is why jokes. I want to get back onto the podcast game mm. so that we can get a rhythm yeah. and also we can... I think it's really important for us to, and I'm noticing this in my own life, mm. But for us to, um, as inspiration comes, mm. to honor it, yeah, 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 and to release it, to to move to, it through, to move it, yeah. right, to honor it, to communicate it, to tap into it, mm. uh, not for the sake of like pushing out content, but for the sake of, I mean, what do they call it? like it's your muse visiting you, yeah, yeah, yeah. and if Just you creating. want to have more of this relationship that is tapping into your inspiration, mm. following your inspiration, I think it's important to honor it yeah and I feel like as we have these moments in our lives which happens so frequently where we're like engaging in these conversations mm. I'm like why is this not on a podcast right and so I think for you who are listening our attempt with this podcast is not to build any structure around it yeah um, from here on out as much as it is to when we have these moments of inspiration and our daughter is down for a nap and we have 25 minutes, we can record, we something. can push record and push it out. Yeah. And it might not be the best 
caliber of content in terms of looks and appearances and sound, mm. but the quality is still there. Mm. Honoring the organic yeah. uh, inspiration. And honestly, when you were t- saying all that, it makes me think about food because <laughs> <laughs> it's like with cooking for me, when I started cooking, it was just, it was play. It was like, Oh, I want to do this. I want to make this cool recipe. I didn't like hold on to the good recipe mm-hmm. to like show it off to something. I just yeah. wanted to make it. And then as you make more food, you get better at it and you, you, you know, you become more intuitive with ingredients and, and you keep building. And I feel like in our individual creative processes, both of us have a little bent towards perfectionism and oh we don't want to put anything out unless it's really good. But I'm like, this can just be play. The I essence of it is play. In a nutshell, what you just communicated, I feel like is what we are trying to, or what we are leaning into and in really establishing across the board throughout our lives. Yes. Like I am in this place now of asking myself, how do I play more mm. and allow the play to be the compass that points me in the right direction or allow mm-hmm. the play to, um, to take, to take over the, you know, willpower, the Mm, striving, mm -hmm. the ambition, the need to figure it out, the need to arrive, the need to do something significant. Yeah. Like none of that, none of that connects to me at all anymore. Yeah. 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 But used to be your main driver. Oh my God. But (laughs) on the other side of it, it's asking, okay, but what now if I'm not following, if the need to be somebody, if the need to make a difference, if the need to impact the world with a message that only I can share. Womp, womp, womp. Yeah. If that is no longer the driving forces in my life, what replaces those forces? Like mm-hmm. what is now the driving force behind my life? Mm-hmm. And I know so much of my journey has been learning how to be more present with what is and living in the here and now. But in the here and now, like reconnecting to motivation is so different. Yeah. And you did so well at communicating this with me as you know, as I lay in our bed with my head in my hand saying, honey, help me. <laughs> but it's, it's been interesting because what has replaced, I don't know if I'm making sense, but what, what has replaced the willpower and the striving and the need and the, I should be doing this, or I need to be doing this. It's now suddenly there's this inspiration that's mm-hmm. like bubbling up and I'm saying, oh, that's the new willpower. or yeah. Oh, that's the new you know, motivation, like what does it look like to follow the inspiration and to remove the question out of my life that it says, what should I be doing Mm -hmm. or I need to be doing this Mm -hmm. and actually asking what feels good today? Yeah. What do I want to do? We've been talking a lot about this idea of motivation in our house. Yeah. Yeah. We've been talking a lot about it. I think it's a really interesting question to sit with because I think what you, what you named is that for both of us, we're in very different uh, areas of life than we were five years ago. And the things that used to motivate us don't really motivate us anymore. Nope. And so now we've been asking this question is of what does motivate us. And I think what we landed on the other night is it might be the wrong question, Mm -hmm. right? Because motivation intrinsically brings you outside of the here and now because motivation is always about what's future, right? So I'm motivated to change the world or I'm motivated to make a lot of money or I'm motivated to do something outside of here and now. And our friend Allie Fallon said this, but this idea of inspiration. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I mean, her brand is yes, Allie Fallon. Yes, keep going. Allie Ford. Uh, 
she said, you know, maybe we ask what inspires us. What, what's the inspiration? Because inspiration can be in this given moment, right? Waking up and mm-hmm. recognizing what, what in this moment is inspiring me to, to move forward. And I think when I think on the history of my life, the things that have worked the best for me have been the things that were playful. Sure. The things that I was like, I just really want to do that. And that sounds fun. And then I follow the fun. I'm also a generator on human design. So that makes sense for me. But I follow the fun and then it, it opens doorways to more for me. And I think that, you know, we marrying you, I got real serious. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding, I didn't. I think but you did. life, But life becomes um, seemingly more serious as you get older, like more responsibilities that you take on. You have a kid and now it feels more serious. And I think we're in the space of asking how can we come back to that essence of play and really let that infuse the things that we do. Yeah. In a, in a nutshell, like how do we let go of the death grip that we have on our lives, yeah. which I feel like is the natural byproduct of healing. Yeah. Right. You know, you said this word earlier, but I think it's important to land on and hone in on for a second, this idea of should versus want, because I, I told you this this morning, but one of my favorite books of all time is, um, women, food and God by Janine Roth. And in my healing body with my journey, it was probably the first book that I read where I was like, oh, this is spiritual. Mm. (laughs) And one of the things that she says is she works with a lot of um, bingers or overeaters. And she says that when they're moving towards intuitive eating, they want to learn how to intuitively eat. Part of the process for them is that when you ask a woman who has a history of binging or whatnot, when you ask her, what do you want to eat? She might answer 25 donuts, a chocolate cake, three pizzas. And in the book, Janine says, it's important. That's an important part of the process to let yourself do the thing that you want. And then as you do that, you start to recognize, oh, this doesn't actually feel that good. When you have permission to do the thing you want, it's like you follow the things you think you want to actually land on what you want. And I think for, for us, even with this podcast, we were doing the things that we should be doing, yeah. right? Like posting once a week or sure. <laughs> what recording once a week. Yeah. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I think for us, we're kind of in this different space of saying, we don't want to do it from the should place anymore. anymore. Absolutely. So follow inspiration, follow play. Um, and I will say that this has been such a, a journey for me because you've even still recognize it. Like I was laying in bed last night waiting for you to, to come home from the airport. And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> and it, it sounds like silly, but I was like, I don't know if I've ever done anything in my life because it feels good mm-hmm. as much as I do things because it's what I think I should be doing mm-hmm. or what I think I, sh- I need to be doing to move my life forward. Mm-hmm. And I think this is really honing in on the difference between surviving your life and learning how to participate with your life. Yeah. When we follow play, when we follow inspiration, mm-hmm. when we follow, when we ask the question, what feels good today? I think those are the the entry points to shifting our lives from surviving mm. and starting to learn how to participate mm-hmm. in our lives. And it's the participation of our lives that f- makes us feel in our lives. Yes. It's what births the deep sense of connection to yes. myself, to the now, to everybody around me, which ultimately heavily influences the overall quality of our lives. Yeah. You just talked about embodiment right there. Oh. <laughs> that is embodiment. It is <laughs> being with. It is learning to be present and with. But what I do want to say, because this is really important, I feel like, mm. 
asking this question, what feels good mm-hmm. is only a question for me personally that I've been able to ask on the other side of a lot of healing work. Yeah. Right. Because what do you do when what feels good stands in stark contrast to the things that need to get done so that you can continue to pay your bills. Yeah. You can continue to put food on the table. Yeah. Like, what do we do then? And so I will say for me to be able to ask this question in my life personally, I've had to uncover layers of layers of layers of fear around like the uncertainty of the future. Mm-hmm. I've had to be willing to let go of certain things. And more than anything, I've been it's been a necessity for me to learn how to trust myself mm-hmm. for me to ask this question. Because yeah. I feel like sometimes if you would have told me, okay, so what feels good? You know, if you would have asked me that question three years ago, I've been like, fuck off. Yeah. I would have, because I'm like, yeah. I, like, I don't even know what feels yeah, good yeah, yeah. because I've lived and operated out of this duty and obligation of what I need to do and what I should do. Well, and what feels good might have been at that point in your life, dysregulating. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because totally. If something is uncomfortable, it might be familiar yeah. and then it's going to feel true. So feeling good actually might be. I love this conversation. I think it's so important. And I, and I'm in this place now and I told you this this morning on our walk. Mm. That's my, that's my daily question now. What feels mm. good? And even when I don't feel like I have an answer, yeah, I'm going to do my best to lean into what I feel inspired to do yeah, or what actually brings me fun. And I did it like, you know, last week, what did mm. I do? I could have sat down and sent out, you know, 15 prospecting emails for Mm -hmm. potential clients for speaking engagements. But Mm -hmm. that feels like so much dread. There is nothing in me that wants to participate in that. Mm -hmm. Four weeks ago, loved it. Totally. Totally. Like it was amazing. That's the, yeah. Right. And I followed that. Mm -hmm. Right. And I followed that. And then what happens, and we'll talk more about this because I want to do an episode dedicated to it. I had the largest financial month of my life Mm -hmm. and booking calls, making money was fun. There was energy there. Yeah. But on the other side of that, you know, the month of May, when I got home, I'm like, Mm. there is nothing in me that wants to book calls or nothing in me that wants to really go after clients right now. But here's the thing that created a lot of fear Uh because, oh my gosh, we, I, I should be trying to make money to ensure our our well-being is, you know, maintained, yeah. right? But now this leads me down the question, can I follow my inspiration when my inspiration is leading me seemingly away mm. from the very thing that I should be doing and trust that, you know what, that we're safe, that yeah, we're yeah. okay, that we're being held. Yeah. Does this make sense? It it's, makes a lot of sense. What you're speaking to is a life of faith because truly, faith is the essence of not knowing, right? Mm-hmm. I think in, in my previous life, I would have called what I what I called faith (laughs) was my clinging to certainty. Sure. Now I think what you're naming is that we are not supposed to see the path in front of us. We're not meant to see it. We're meant to respond to the things that life brings us and build accordingly. Right. Mm. And so the life of faith has to trust that life, God, universe, however we identify that is supporting our decision to listen to yeah. our inner world. Yeah. So as Caleb says, I'm going to, I'm going to go slower this month and I'm going to lean into my creative process. You have to be, because there's, a, there's, there's life on there's the creative life process. There. Yeah. But you have to be in a trusting relationship Absolutely. with source, with yeah. God in order to say, I trust that as I do that, you're still going to take care of the needs of my life. Absolutely. So it is, Absolutely. it is the way of faith. Yeah. 
It's beautiful. Um, you know this, but, and this is a, a tangent, I've been working on creating um, a container that is essentially, because I don't want to do coaching, right? Mm-hmm. I don't want to coach people for six months and then graduate them from my coaching curriculum and move on. Like, <laughs> it's just not me. It's not in you. I tried it, but it's just not me. But <laughs> what I do love, you're phenomenal at it. You do it with me every day. What I do love <laughs> is like, you know, one day intensives. Mm-hmm. Like, how can we create a container that is an acceleration mm-hmm. for you in your life? Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been wanting to take like essentially the last 10 years of my own journey and accumulation mm-hmm. of the last 10 years and put together all of these, you know, between entrepreneurship, spirituality, life coaching, um, emotional well-being. Like yeah. let's create a container for people who are in a very specific way of life or a particular season of life, let mm-hmm. me say like that, who are in a very specific season of life um, that have realized that maybe they're living out their version of success that they had for them in their lives 10 years ago, but it no longer rings true today. Yeah. But what they know to be true, what has gotten them to where they are, it's not registering and they know that it's not going to get them to where they ultimately want to be. But what's next? Like, how do we move our life forward from that place? And so I've been wanting to create this container, long story short, a woman heard me on a podcast, Emily McDowell and Holly's podcast quitted and she gravitated toward my, my, my messaging. She reached out to me. She asked about coaching. Mm. We got on a call. I told her I'm not coaching right now, but I am thinking about this container. And um, she was like, well, sign me up. Mm. And so I said, all right, fly to Nashville. We'll spend a half a day together and we'll dive deep. And so she showed up. We spent half a day together and it was such a beautiful experience because I think there's so much life on this and I'm Magical. excited for it. However, I say all of that because I asked her, I said, like, what would you say is like the biggest fear that you're leaning into in your life right now that or that's really like you would say it's crippling you, you know, it's holding you back. Yeah. She said something so beautiful. She said, I'm afraid that the center will not hold. Mm. The center will not hold. Yeah. And since she has said that, because for me, it's my biggest fear is like, I'm afraid that I'm not being held, Mm -hmm. but the center will not hold. It's the same thing. We're communicating the same processes or the ideas. And as soon as she said that, I started to cry. Yeah. I got tears in my eyes because I'm like, oh, I see you. Yeah. But I say that because now as I am willing to put the pursuit of, you know, booking more engagements because it's what I should be doing mm. as an entrepreneur and put that on the side because I don't feel life on that right now, mm-hmm. but I feel life on my creative projects and, you know, following my inspirations on other paths. I'm telling myself mm. like the center will hold mm-hmm. or I'm asking myself actually, mm-hmm. right? As I follow my inspiration, mm-hmm. even though it's leading me away from the very things that, you know, reduce uncertainty in our lives, I make money. Will the center hold? Mm-hmm. Can I trust that the center will hold? Mm-hmm. And it's just a beautiful question and a way of like really rooting me and grounding me if I find myself in my head for too long and I start to spiral and I start to cling and I start to try to figure things out Yeah. and I feel dysregulated. It's like my mantra that's like, oh, the center will hold, the center will hold. Yeah. I think it's really important to identify that you just named a nervous system game because yeah, the center will hold. Yeah. In essence, what you're saying is I will be okay right? Like I will be okay. And what the nervous system always wants to understand is that we will be okay. If I think about any of my money work that I've done in the past two years, it's, it all comes back to this question. Will I be okay? Will I be safe? Will I be okay? And the center will hold what you're saying is I'm okay. Mm. Right. And if, if your nervous system believes you're okay, then you're freed up 
to think creatively about so everything else you want to do. Everything. But if you do not believe the center will hold, what are you doing? You're surviving, you're striving, you're figuring it out. You're outside of that regulated energy. and You're in survival mode. You're in survival. Yeah. And I think th- this is like my favorite kind of work when we can marry the beliefs with the nervous system. Sure. Because if I can come back to this belief... I'm okay. Yeah. It's all going to be okay. The center's going to hold. But that's not a head game. It's not a head that's game. That's a body. That's an embodied 100% experience. 100%. That's where people miss experience. it up. You're not just like reciting, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm mm-hmm. okay, I'm okay, while my body is in a mm-hmm. fucking downward spiral. Yeah. This takes like incremental steps, tolerable mm-hmm. steps to teach mm-hmm. your body. Your that body. It's a, it's a, it's a intuitive knowing that we're safe. Yeah. And that's the nervous game, the, the nervous nervous <laughs> the nervous game the nervous game <laughs> it is a nervous um, system yeah game. that's the nervous system game but it starts with just understanding it wow when i feel like uh the center won't hold what i feel like is that i'm not going to be okay yeah. i have to hold it yeah. together that's it right there mm-hmm. and i feel like that's what you just summed up the 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 true like my heart for the container yeah. is like people that have experienced this measure of success, but mm. now they have to spend all of their energy maintaining, clinging, preserving this way of life. Yeah. And now they're using all of their energy, holding it all together. They don't have the energy for the next to iteration, the, next, the next evolution of success. Yeah. So what does it look like to let go trust that the center is being held and really tap into the deeper parts of us that's leading us into the next evolution of success for yeah. our lives. You said something that I love and I, n- I haven't told you this yet though. Because you're talking about when I know that the center will hold, like the creativity that mm-hmm. I, I create the space to have all this creativity. Mm-hmm. And when I was in this, uh, you free up the energy, free up the energy. Yeah. When I was in this call or when I was on with Jessica working in this container, mm-hmm. I said, Jess, like imagine like the risks that you would take. Like, yeah. What would you not try? Where would you not go? Yeah. What would you not let go of mm. if you knew that the center will hold? Mm-hmm. Like imagine how much bigger your life can actually be. And I say that because she sent me a Voxer the other day and she has a really successful marketing agency and she just pitched um, the city of Baltimore. It's Amazing. like a really big deal, the city of Baltimore. And she says that she was like, you know, up all night trying to think about it. And I think last minute or something, she pivoted mm. and she decided to do something differently. Yeah, goosebumps. Yeah. And she decided to open up with this like story from the movie Air where Michael Jordan's mom essentially was like, a shoe is just a shoe until my son steps in it. Mm-hmm. And she was like, a website is a website until my client steps in it. Um, and so she told this story and at the end of it, she like sealed the deal mm. Everyone like was sending her messages like that was phenomenal. That's mm. incredible. And she said like, I don't think it's a coincidence that I'm trusting that the center will hold. And I decided to follow my creativity. She's like, that's yeah. something I would have never have done because totally. I would have been too afraid to lose it. But I know that the center will hold. So let's take the risk. Yeah. And as a result, it really paid off for her. And I thought that was like, oh, it's so oh good. this is so beautiful. It's so good. So think about it. Like I wrote this literally in my journal this morning, like, what would I do? Where would I go? What would I say? Mm-hmm. What would I let go of if I know mm-hmm. that the center will hold? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it, beautiful practice to be able to practice that, right? Like if if I could embody this belief of it's all okay, the center will hold, what would it free me up to do? Mm-hmm. What, would I, what would I try? Yeah. What would I do? And the, the, the game is realizing that the journey into the deep embodied 
experience of knowing that the center will hold, you know, that, uh, that is the epitome of safety. Mm -hmm. And we unfortunately spent so many years of our lives climbing this upward trajectory, chasing the illusion of safety. Yeah. When the, the way into safety is actually deeper into the here and now it's a presence game. It's a nervous system game. It's not a game of a, achieving or clinging or attaining or mm-hmm. doing more or being more or any of that stuff it's literally a game that where instead of going up we start to go down yeah we outsource right? the safety we outsource right. the safety but as we learn how to play the nervous system game as we learn how to follow creativity follow inspiration as we do all of these things we're teaching our bodies that the center will hold mm. Right. Yeah. We're showing our bodies that the center will hold yeah and even how you described earlier we you it's a practice, right? Yeah. Like you wake up and you ask the question, what do I feel like doing? Yeah. And then you follow it a little bit and then maybe you freak out and you're like, oh, I'm going to do all the things yeah. I should be doing. But it's this, you're stretching the capacity as you play with it. That's it. Yeah. So I feel like we just discussed a lot of different things. High five. High five, but we're back. <laughs> I love this. Um, I love you. And for all of you who are listening. I said I love you. I love you more. <laughs> for all of you who are listening, uh, like what would it look like? Like how would your life be different if you knew that the center would hold? Yeah. What risks would you take? What decisions would you make if you knew that the, that the center will hold? And I hope you honor that. And mm-hmm. I hope you begin the work of showing and teaching and experiencing as you, you know, fumble your way forward that the center will hold because just believe me if you want, but. The, 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 the shift from surviving your life to participating in your life, mm. it really does wake up what all of the great, you know, ancient mystics have said, like what you're looking for with what you're looking for has been with you all along. Mm. You're like, oh shit, <laughs> that's there. true. It's, it's right. There. <laughs> it's literally there. Uh, do you have anything else? No. Awesome. Well, wherever you are, we hope and trust that your heart is well. We're sending you all the love. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.